welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I know we we'll, don't have many people in the chat because we just went live here. Um, but once we do, I'll be able to bring that up and say hello to everyone. Um, but yeah, super excited. For anyone who's going to be listening to this on the audio version, I just went and looked at the numbers of because I really just kind of post the, the content for just the audio only portion. And I got to see so much love and support for this on uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I want to say thank you. I'm going to start doing a lot more stuff to really um, uh, take care of those people. So I, again, I really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, we will go ahead and to get started, we're going to have an awesome podcast today. We're going to be diving into some awesome factions. And, uh, yeah, just having a good time and hanging out. Now, I'm using a new piece of software. And it looks like the intro didn't quite get added. <laughs> so, we'll skip the intro part. And I will bring everyone up and... We'll get ready to go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast. How's it going? Hello, good to be here. Pretty good. Awesome. Thank you guys all for, for coming on. Um, I will also want to uh, say hello to some of our people here in the chat. Um, we have uh, Connor here. How's it going? And we got St. Pat. Uh, we got uh, the Podwans Podcast. Um, follow Podwans podcast, uh, Luke over there, awesome dude. They make uh, great stuff and they go every Thursday now, I believe. Oh, looks like we got some love here. Uh, Maya Smith. Wait, Leewan Kenobi is on this. I love his TikTok so much. Um, so we'll give him some love here. It looks like he's uh, a <laughs> busy at the moment, but anyhow, let's get started. Uh, we're going to be talking about the different factions and stuff in Star Wars and just kind of hanging out with you, um, with each other and everyone here in the chat. But I want to go around and make sure we get everyone introduced properly. So I'll start by asking, you know, who are you, where we can find you and your awesome content? Um, who is the character that you most want to be like in Star Wars? And who are you actually like in Star Wars? Um, for this one, I will go to... Uh, first. Sweet. So um, I am a lifelong Star Wars fan. I was very much born into it. Um, I was born in 1996, so I was born right around the time. Uh, well, I was about three years old when the prequel trilogy came out. So Star Wars, like the early movies, like the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy were all kind of one and the same to me when I was a kid. And then as an adult, of course, I have an appreciation for the sequels as well. But um, yeah, uh, what was the next question? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so the question is, um, you, where can we find you uh, all of your content? And then- yes, um, Of course. So um, I feel like I kind of started backwards to some other uh, Star Wars content creators, but I am primarily on TikTok. Uh, that's at General Skeevis. And then um, I also have an Instagram. Yeah. And um, yeah, the the username kind of came about. It was sort of like a funny joke between me and my family. 
I don't think people really use the slang term skeeve anymore, but like we would say, <laughs> oh, he's skeeve out General Grievous, like his chest is all open. And I'm like, oh, General Skeevis. So that it kind of stuck. <laughs> uh, I love it. All right. And final questions were, um, who are you, uh, who do you wish you were like in Star Wars and who are you actually like? So first answer might be a little basic, but I, I wish I was like Ahsoka. I just feel like she's the perfect middle ground. I mean, perhaps not middle ground because Bendu's probably as middle ground as we're going to get. But, you know, she's she's just amazing. She's driven. I think that she epitomizes what the Jedi Order wanted in their Jedi before, you know, um, everything happened with, uh, you know, the fall of the Republic and everything like that. But yeah, I would really love to be more like Ahsoka and I strive to be more like her as a character every day. But um, unfortunately, <laughs> I see myself as more of a 3PO. <laughs> I am very, <laughs> I'm very stuck in my ways. I'm very nervous and anxious all the time about a lot of things. So I, I do try to strive to be a little less 3PO, but he's still an awesome character nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> C-3PO is like anxiety the character uh, Yes um, How about you Amber? Um, I am It's obvious there Amber <laughs> And um, I've been a Star Wars fan for a long time But I got more into it um, Probably Around the time that The Force Awakens came out um, I have been around since the OT I'm a 79 baby I was like graduating high school When, um, <laughs> when you were born So um, but yeah, I've been a fan of Star Wars for a long time, but it was more recently that I really started to get into it. And, um, you can find me on TikTok, um, Amber Medina. I don't think I have my middle initial in there, but now I can't remember, but, uh, you can find <laughs> me on TikTok <laughs> and, um, I'm also on Twitter as Amber West. Medina is my maiden name. West is my married name and also the name under which you can find. Um, I'm a writer. That's the name under which I write as well. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, the character that I would want to be is probably a combination of Hera and uh, Charbet. Uh, both of those characters, I love everything about them. They also, the romantic side of me, also thinks they probably have two of the best relationships in Star Wars that I know of. Please, anyone feel free also to tell tragic. me there's better ones. <laughs> yes, tragic, but at least, like, healthy while it lasted. True. So, so I, uh, I love them for that. Um, who I'm more like, I tried to recruit a little assistance on this one because it's always hard to gauge what you actually are. And my husband, because he thinks he's a funny man, said size noodle. Um, and uh, then I reminded him that Size Noodles assassinated her lover, and so he kind of dropped that. Um, so who also, I that would apply that he's zero the hut exactly. <laughs> so Ouch. he backed off on that one. Um, but what we actually came to the conclusion of is I am a combination of Finn and Padme. Um, and he said that's mostly because of the. Uh, loyalty to friends and how I will kind of risk it all if it is on behalf of the people that I love. So, which I thought was a pretty nice thing. That's beautiful. Uh, I like that a lot. 
Uh, also, quick shout out to the Master and Apprentice podcast. Uh, thank you so much for for the for the love and support. You know that's that's really cool. Um, and I you know can't wait to check out more stuff on your channel. So if you can let us know when your podcast episodes drop, I'll be happy to uh, happy to share it. Um, how about you, Liba? Hello, hello there. Um, so this is uh, gosh, Rand, uh, Darth Shaco. I think it's my third time on your podcast. So happy to be here. Um, Amber and the Jedi always. I don't think I follow you guys, but I will soon. And General Skeebus, I'm a big fan of yours. I, I was Thank excited you. to see you on. Thanks. You're very funny. Um, anyway, so um, you can find me at Lebo Juan Kenobi. And that's what I have on my name if you see it in YouTube. Just all one word for TikTok. And then for Instagram, it's Lebo Juan Kenobi, but an underscore in between Lebo Juan and Kenobi. Um, also my third time being here, I have a drinking game being on your podcast. Every time I stroke my beard, people need to drink, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to work out well for anybody. We're, we're not trying to kill people here. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what did I say? What they can drink? Um, so, uh, my intro to star Wars is that, um, I'm actually older than Amber. I, uh, was born in, uh, 1969. And so I saw star Wars at the perfect age. I was, I was eight, so it, it really molded my life and, and who I am today. Um, and it's funny because in the, the 70s um, and even the 80s, I thought that was it. You know, we're not going to get anything else. And Star Wars would be like the Wizard of Oz where, you know, YouTube didn't exist, but Star Wars would be like the Wizard of Oz and be on like on Christmas time only and you'll never get anything else. So I'm totally psyched in the world we live in now that we're getting tons of Star Wars content and it's just great to be a Star Wars fan uh, today. As uh, far as characters, um, I think I'm most like Obi-Wan. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, yeah. Uh, always have the high ground. Um, I think I'm very patient. Uh, I try to be wise. Um, as far as who I'm really like, I think I'm still Obi-Wan. Um, but I do have a hint of Anakin. Um, and I see it mostly. Actually, I see it with my son because the way he acts reminds me of myself. And he's very Anakin where nothing's fair. He should be better than he is. People are holding him back. In baseball, he's like, my coach didn't, my, it's not fair. The coach didn't let me hit or the umpire called me out and I wasn't. And I'm like, dude, you're just a slow runner. Um, but yeah, so I, I do have a lot of Anakin in me, but I definitely try to be Obi-Wan. You'll awesome. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, real quick, I want to do some uh, some shout outs. Let's see. Darthman86 says... Um, uh, okay, so the, the chat has to stay up in order to populate. Gotcha. I said, be like Maul. Uh, he determined strong-willed passion who I am. Din, for the same reasons. Seriously, they're the same. Yeah, yeah, that's that 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 does track. Uh, got Malik here, the Jedi Smark. I would love to be Han or Kanan, but deep down I know I'm a Hondo or Sinjir, <laughs> uh, which does sound pretty accurate. We have Amaya Smith. I want to be like Kenobi, chill, easygoing, brave. But honestly, I'm probably like Dan, not talkative, overprotective of, of certain things. Um, awesome. I love it. All right. Last but certainly not least, we got the Jedi always. Hi there, guys. How's it going? Hello. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm the Jedi always. You can find me on TikTok under the same name. Um, since everybody was gone around how they got into Star Wars, I was um 
I was born into it. My um, dad was a huge Star Wars fan, or who enjoyed the movies when he was younger and then took a, took me and my brother to see them throughout the years and whatnot. And I, I was born in 97, so you can do the math there. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, and where can we find- Oh, I'm on primarily on TikTok and I do have an Instagram. There's like zero posts on there, but yeah, under the same name, Jedi Always with the underscores in the middle. Awesome. And then uh, lastly, we have uh, who do you wish you were like in Star Wars and who are you actually like? Personally, I wish I was more like um, Quinlan Voss, just cool, collective, just like uh the way he carried himself in the one episode he was in in Clone Wars, I like I just admire that a bit. But I would personally say I'm probably like a mix of um, Maul and Kanan. Like I care about my family, and I'm and I and my passions do drive me. Although I'm not too much like Maul because you know I have both legs. Uh, yeah, and so for, for me, obviously, you guys don't know where, where to find me and when to find me, but I do want to drop that episode two of the tabletop RPG that we're, we're playing is going to be dropping this Saturday. Um, so it's it was super fun, and I, I don't know, we're, we're going to be doing some cool stuff around it, as well as checking out my boy Element 7 here in the chat. Uh, we do the dyad and the force podcast on saturdays at 5 p.m so y'all can check that out uh if you haven't already uh, but yeah for me i am um i would i would like to be more like uh it's gonna sound weird but there's there's specific reasons for it there's times where i wish i was more like anakin uh because i find myself to be uh, he, he he led with his heart you know and he was he was passionate to a fault, obviously. Uh, and I am always thinking, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm always conscious of my actions and all that stuff. And sometimes I wish I could turn that off in my brain. You know what I mean? Uh, who I'm actually like is I'd say probably I, I see, I see myself as like an, an Obi-Wan or, or a Plo Koon. I, I don't know if that's me bragging or something like that because uh, they're, they're awesome. But um <laughs> I don't know. I always, that's, that's how I see myself. So, <laughs> and looks like Lebo is back. So I'll go ahead and bring him back up, but um, yeah, let's jump into it. So I kind of wanted this to be a free form conversation so we can all kind of jump out. Um, I'll bring the chat overlay back here. So anyone in chat can start shouting out their thoughts as well, but with the Mandalorian or with Book of Boba Fett coming out, it made me start thinking of, you know, these, these factions, right? Cause we have the Mandalorians, right? We have this criminal underworld that he's going to be, um, you know, taking over There's people like Crimson Dawn. And I just kind of wanted to, to talk about it and see what you guys, how you guys felt about these groups of people and modern parallels and who, what characters you really enjoy from them. And I figured, you know, Book of Boba Fett's coming out. So let's start talking bounty hunters, uh, who do you guys love? Who's your your favorite bounty hunters? Um, for me, oh. no, go for it, go for it. I oh, want this uh, conversation. So, so jump out. <laughs> for me, mine. Um, I'm a sucker for Cad Bane, but um, I'm trying to. Which one? Who was the one with the hat? I'm forget his name. Embo. Yes, I love Embo, and like I, I think he's terribly underrated. 
And um, ironically, that's Dave Filoni's favorite um, bounty hunter. He also voiced him, which is weird. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. That's why he doesn't talk much. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. that's also why he has a pet like wolf. Because exactly. exactly. Yes. And I'm so glad. But um, yeah, no, I love um, as far as like like actual bounty hunters, we don't really we only see Boba go after um, Han when we really think about it in the movies. We never really so see far. him do. Yeah, so far. <laughs> we never see him do like a lot of bounty hunting. But Embo, like uh, we see him do a decent amount of it. And there's a bit of honor um, with him. He's not like um, like the the mission um, like that that village that hired Embo and those other bounty hunters. Like I um, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that Samurai Seven like episode. Exactly. Yeah. We get so many of those in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how would you, Amber? Um. So I've never been big on like the criminal element of like anything I'm always rooting for the good guy. So maybe that's why IG 11 is my favorite as a bounty hunter, because it's not, it's a droid. So I feel a little bit better <laughs> about the things that he does because it's his programming and the fact that he ends up not being the bad guy in the end and sacrifices his life. He's, uh, he's probably my favorite also because he's awesome. Like when he is a bounty hunter, like the, the IG droids were pretty cool, all the stuff that they could do. So that is probably my favorite. And obviously I do love Din, but I don't necessarily always think of him as a bounty hunter. I think of him more of, as his Mandalorian side, which I know we'll get into later, but IG-11 is probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I do do love me some IG-11. That was, that sacrifice did, did kind of hit pretty hard. Um, there we go. Not going to lie, I cried. Uh, although it kind of made me, I mean, I really liked the big, like, yoked uh, R2 unit that was rowing the boat. On that. Yeah. that was awesome. That was a lanky boy. <laughs> that, was a, that was a thick boy, you know? I don't mess with him. I know, uh, who jumps out at you, uh, Skeevis? Um, well, it's no secret that I am a massive fan of Boba Fett, so he's got to be my favorite. Obviously, there are some moral gray areas with him especially in his past but possibly with the new series he'll turn it around and he he seems like he's out to do good this time but um other than Boba Fett uh I'm a pretty big fan of Aura Singh I think that it was really it was solid of her to sort of take Boba under her wing and you know train him as a bounty hunter will help him along a bit um of course he learned a lot from his dad but um yeah, I, I just thought that that was really nice that she made sure that because he was Django's son, he was still included in the group and, you know, didn't end up, you know, out in the outer brim and like a spice mine or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Aura, Aura Singh did some some things for a, for a young Chaco. Uh, well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, how about you, Libo? I mean, same. I really uh, always liked Boba Fett. I thought it was uh, just really awesome, especially in the original trilogy. Um, you know, he had six lines, I think, total in the whole original trilogy, but he's just really badass. Um, <laughs> I also like Din. And um, you know who I also like? I like Bosk. Um, yes. I never read any of the um, I never read any of the uh, books, but um, I just really loved him in Empire. I mean, all he did was snarl. 
but I thought he just looked really cool. And I always wanted to see more of Bosk. And he did in the, in the animated series. Yeah. So I always thought that was cool. And he yeah, had, I uh, love seeing well, more of him and seeing him like like learning a bit more about his personality. He like talks about eating his siblings, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's <laughs> a savage. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah I, I, yeah, I, he was always one of my favorites for sure. And I loved um, I love seeing Tenosians, right? He's a Tenosian. Is that what he is? Uh, Tenosian. So I do like when whenever I see them, I'm really um, super excited. Even in the Bad Batch, I love um, I forget her name, but. I just love seeing them. They just look like really interesting and fun characters. Yeah, I feel like Sid, Sid and like the Sid. few Trandoshans that you see that aren't like that aren't Bosk, they always look mangled. <laughs> like, remember that guy? Right. Was, like, yeah, he yeah. was like a scrapper or something, and Anakin like wanted to beat him up or whatever. That guy looked hurt. <laughs> yeah, they they for sure handled their business. Interesting enough, in uh, and from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. There's a short story of Bosk and a run-in he has with his sister who he <laughs> thought was dead. Um, we'll, uh, we'll move Lebo on out <laughs> temporarily. He's busy. But um, yeah, he has a, he has a sister. So spoiler alert for, for this short story. Um, but basically he's trying to like track down this. Um, there's this, this person that, He's trying to connect on this this bounty to catch a bunch of Wookiees. And there's this Wookiee liberator that he's trying to track down. And he finds this Wookiee ship. By the way, Wookiee ships are made of wood um, from their trees, which is just super cool. And there's like a big tree in the middle. And it turns out that the person who is the most famous liberator of Wookiees is his sister, who he tried to eat. Um in her in her egg and somehow she survived he ate all the others and like didn't finish this one off and she was nursed back to health by a wookie family and so there's this whole really interesting story about how they're raised to hate wookies and you know they're told that wookies think they're like a delicacy and so if they don't kill them they're going to be killed and none of it's true it's actually really sad <laughs> yeah. um i yeah Isn't i read True. We got Torin the Mando in here saying he wants to see Dirge in the Book of Boba Fett, which we briefly got Dirge back in the mix. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone was, anyone else is reading the um, the Star Wars books, but he's popped up in there. And um, yeah. it did not end well. He's still around, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, he's hard to kill, is what he said before, you know, stuff happened. Which yeah. we know to be true. Uh, I got Camille in here who wants to learn more about Jazz and Mari. If you if you read the Aftermath trilogy, uh, which I have mixed feelings about, but Jazz and Mari is an excellent character, and I do I do need more. And her cousin was in the, the Clone Wars, and now I can't think of the cousin's name. Same species though. Um, but yeah, I, I know I've always. Uh, how do you guys feel about though the the fashion of of bounty hunters? Are they interesting? Do we need more bounty hunter stories, or is it overplayed and we need to move on to something else? I feel like my hunger will be pretty satiated as far as like stories focusing on bounty hunters with the book of Boba Fett, or at least that's the hope. I, I have faith that it's going to be an awesome show. 
Um, and I feel like we get a lot of coverage in the Clone Wars on different bounty hunters as well. Like you said, um, there's a lot of stuff with like Embo and several episodes with like Aura Sang, Bosk, you know, that whole crew. So I feel like we have a decent amount of that content. I don't feel like there's a scarcity. Yeah. Go ahead. By the way, if anyone interrupts me, I'll stop talking. You guys keep going. <laughs> Sorry. I'd have to agree that we definitely have like a nice amount of bounty hunter count co content. But um I feel like bounty hunters are best when they're used sparingly. Like um take Dan for example. His story his the Mandalorian series is so great because it's not just Dan going after bounty after bounty after bounty. I personally feel that would get way too repetitive. So using them sparingly just works a lot better. To me. Yeah. No, I, I see that. Plus, as a concept, it's just it's pretty dark to have them just like murking people for money. And so exactly. you always have to like throw that heart of gold type thing in. Right. Um, do you guys think do you can guys consider bounty hunters bad guys or good guys or just whoever is the highest bidder? They're just men trying to make their way through the universe. <laughs> good I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with that because um like uh like when Bob, like when um, the, like when Bob is a kid and he's trying to go after Mace Windu and whatnot, um, you can tell he feels remorse for getting other um clones killed. And um, when um Hondo talks some sense into him, you can tell that there's there's a moral cold here for um him. Not every bounty hunter is the same. Or Singh is a cold blooded killer, like mm -hmm. absolutely tried to kill Padme for I don't I don't even remember who hired her. To be frank. That's probably a lot of people that want to kill Padme, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Um, some of them are good. Some of them are definitely bad, and some of them, it's just a job's a job. Yeah, it's 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 hard to put that label on them, especially like um, I know it's not not a bounty hunter, but you know, reading uh, Doctor Afra and how apathetic she feels about the Empire because it's just thing that's ruling the galaxy you know you can't escape it so what do you what do you do with that you know you just try to live your life the best you can but it it's a profession that leads to <laughs> lends itself towards amoral actions in, in my opinion but <laughs> speaking of which in book of boba fett we see him going to take over some criminal elements and which I think is going to include smugglers and all sorts of things. So, uh, what are you guys looking forward to see? Uh, to see there, Fennec, <laughs> just her involvement in all of it. Uh, that's that's the big thing I'm looking for. Also, I do want to see like how much of all the various criminal factions we're going to see, because there are so many that we we only get bits and pieces of through the various movies and series. And I feel like Book of Boba Fett, like, because isn't War isn't one of the episodes like the called the Syndicate? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we probably will get a lot of uh, criminal elements, and it's I I think it will probably be interesting to see how they all interact, but yeah. mostly Fennec. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Fennec as well. Um, I think. One thing I'd love to see in any of the shows, whether it's Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan would be hard. But um, if they really want to tie the sequel trilogy into the shows, I would love to see a visit to Maz Kanata's castle because she's been running that for a thousand years. She's alive and well in this era. And I would also love to see 
uh, my math might be off, but the Irving boys, I think it's the Irving boys having owning the Millennium Falcon. I think somehow mm, mm-hmm. if, if the Irving boys are smugglers and they have the ship that they stole, I forget who had it before the Irving boys, but um, I think it would be a great way to start. Duquesne. Duquesne was, I think, the last one to own it before on car plot. Yeah. But um, I would love to see some tie-ins in, in that way. And I think Maz is great to tie in in any of the shows. Um, but as far as other factions, I'm, I'm easy. I like the Pike Syndicate. I think they're really cool. Oh, what about a live action of those two sisters who were in the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch? It'd be cool to see them. They're around doing Rafa something. and Trace. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be neat if they made no live action appearance. Yeah, I would. I think that'd be cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, and because we don't fully know, you know, the full scope of what we know that they're friendly towards. but the, the good guys, but yeah, we don't know that they're actually working for them and what type of shenanigans they're into and who they owe money to. I wouldn't, would not put it past them. Yeah. Rafa's still, I mean, she seemed like she got better in the bad batch, but um, she did have some like impulsive tendencies. So I do like worry about that, like some sort of intrusive thoughts to get money quickly and get themselves out of a situation like they did. Um, or they attempted to do back in the day when they got all tied up with the pikes. So, yeah, uh, one syndicate though. I, I, I always, I always talk about this. So, um, I, I, I apologize, but Black Sun, um, with as they were led by Prince uh, Caesar in in Legends, I thought were super interesting. He's you know falling, so another weird lizard creature who like uses pheromones. It brings into some, makes some questionable choices, but how do you fight against that? Someone who can, you know, use pheromones to just make you trust them. Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's a, a lot of really interesting things that we could get and that I hope do get brought into canon. Uh, that's one of them. And another one is, um, is Talon Card. If any of you have read the uh, Heir to the Empire trilogy, um, Talon Card is just a really interesting smuggler type who kind of has a heart of gold, but he's mostly a businessman. Yeah, I, I just started reading um, the first book of that trilogy. And um, yeah, do you, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Salamiri? Is he the one on the planet that like yes. basically tells them the extraction process because they have like a symbiotic relationship with trees? Yes, yes, the uh, yes. Isla Mary, yeah, yeah, he does seem pretty cool. He's just suave, you know, like I know, I, I love him. Uh, Element Seven says Kira all day, very true. Did you? I don't see more Kira. Is anyone else? Are you guys reading the um Star Wars comics at all? No, I'm not. I would suggest it. That's all I'm gonna okay. say. All right, I'll look into it based on your. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about it. We we're getting some some Kira content. They basically announced like a soft um, content trilogy of hers called uh, you know Crimson Crimson Rain Rain. is gonna be the next step in it. But yeah, Yeah, if you like the character of of, uh, she's awesome. Yeah, the um I believe the the, actually Crimson Rain starts next week. Oh, yeah. So go to your um, local comic shop and pick it up. Because <clears throat> let's just say some we get some questions answered 
to what happened after um, she met up with Maul. Right. And it's a bit of a badass. Yeah, it's, yeah, in, yeah, it's you, in the yeah, you uh, know. War of the Bounty Hunters um, comics. Great Highly recommend. Like, I, oh, I, I can't say anything that I want to spoil, but like. <laughs> we appreciate the no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't stand people that spoil stuff like that, but. Yeah, oh my god, I agree. Because I, I sorry to side tangent. I I've had Cowboy Bebop and um, My Hero Academia is parts of that spoiled on TikTok. Just just scroll them for a second and then bow spoiler. No warning. Uh, uh, yeah, no, there needs to be a. Uh, I don't know. There's 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 an etiquette. Cowboy Bebop. If it was about the new live action, the spoiler. If not. It's been out for like thirty years. <laughs> no, it was um, the live action. Like I've seen Bebop like like thousands, thousands of times. But something about the live action got spoiled for uh, me. Okay. I'd like oh. mixed reviews on the live action one. I haven't looked into that yet, but I watched the first episode. It was pretty solid. I admit. Oh, okay. I mean, f- for me, the only like um, live action thing that really hit it was the Roroni Kenshin. Um, if y'all haven't seen it, that live action one is is awesome. Uh, also, want to want to shout out to Paul. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. He's uh, our unofficial sponsor, um, but he's five bucks of ramen. Jedi uh, Master DePaul is awesome. You guys need to check out Conspiracy Cantina, um, which is every other Tuesday. Um, it is a great podcast. I've had the pleasure of being on it myself. I think Amber has as well. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So you just so you know, uh, amazing guests on it as well. <laughs> All right. So uh, kind of moving out from, from there, one other type of like fashion that I think we need a lot more of, and I've been saying this for a while, and this is... Uh, Lee will kind of touch on this. We need pirates. Ah, uh, pirates. I agree. I yes, honestly, Hondo's, Hondos alive and well. Just Hondo. Just give me my friends. Hondo. My friends. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need to see Hondo for sure. I, it would be great to see him. It's so weird because uh, what is the what is uh, Hondo's race again? White. Weekway. When you think of pirates, it's now Weekays, but technically, Han Solo was a pirate. I mean. Wendell calls him a pirate. I think in yeah. the original series, he was called a pirate, but I definitely like to see more Hondo and his gang for sure. Yeah, I have, mean, it, go ahead, Maz Kanata was a pirate queen. Like that's, that's was her, her job. Really? So uh, yeah. in, in the, um, in the, uh, uh, Afra book that came out, well, which, uh, audio drama, she's actually being chased down by, <laughs> by Maz in a ship at, at one point. Um, yeah. So pirate queen, uh, there, uh, how about, how about your, any thoughts, uh, Amber? Um, pirates? Uh, no, because once you said pirates, I started like reimagining like pirates of Penzance done with Star Wars characters. <laughs> and that's how my brain just kind of went in another direction. <laughs> no, like I said, like criminals, I'm always kind of like, it could be interesting, but until I get more of them, I'm always kind of like, well, we'll see. Um, but I guess weren't the guys in, um, 
I think they were pirates. In in Mandalorian, there was like the battle where they were all oh, yeah. like on the ships and they were coming for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like they were cool as, as like a side thing. I think I just would need more to like get really interested enough to be like I want more. Um, but but yeah, I need to shut off the Pirates of Penzance in my head. So <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know what you do. Uh, it, Pat gets it. I mean, Hondo as the major general, love it. Um, like one thing that I want to write, and I, I don't write fanfic myself, but I might have to start. I need some type of a heist film, and each faction wants the same prize, but they're gonna do it how they normally do it. You know, so like there'll be bounty hunters who are who are after it but they're going to do it by trying to take down people to get to it. Then you have pirates who are going to try to boost it, you know, like rob whoever gets it. And then, the, you know, you have your, your smugglers and I, don't know, I just think it would be really cool to like bounce around and see how everyone interacts differently. Cause all of these types of things are related, but none of them are exactly the same. Like you can have multiple yeah. roles, but I don't know. I think it could be, could be interesting. So basically the movie rat race, but in star Wars, Okay, I love the movie Rat Race. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying I love it. Um, so yeah, I would I, I would watch it. that, uh, especially if you have rich people who are betting on them all the way through. You know, you I totally have- I totally got the vibes from um, War of the Bounty Hunters. Like like this is totally what they were doing with what the, what they were doing. But that's the beautiful thing about Star Wars, and like um, Dave Filoni has gone to say this like several times. Any story can fit in Star Wars. Any story can be Star Wars. Yeah, and we yeah, need more. it really is so diverse. That's that's <laughs> why, like, all of the different factions just allow for somebody to identify with one of these groups, and that's why it's so important. And you know, that's why Star Wars. I always say Star Wars is for everybody. That's why it's so enjoyable for everyone because there's something for everybody. Oh, exactly. absolutely, I agree. And you don't have to like all of Star. Wars. I think that people seem to forget that there are a lot of certain uh, like elements that are not directed at the masses, <laughs> you know, they're it, like some things might be geared t- more towards children. Some might be geared towards people who are into romance or, you know, politics, mm-hmm. something like that. So, of course, not all of it is going to appeal to everyone. But, you know, as a whole, like I'm not. I'm not a huge anime fan and I watched visions, but it was kind of a struggle for me, but you know, that doesn't mean I hated it. Or if anyone says they liked visions that I'm going to bash them saying, Oh, how could you watch that? That was horrible. Um, Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just, you know, understanding that something might not be made for you. I feel like people Mm -hmm. are, you know, being a little selfish thinking that everything star Wars should be all about them and all about what I like. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I like bounty hunters a lot and I'm a huge fan of Boba Fett and I'm getting a Boba Fett show, but yeah, I mean, not everybody's going to get that. And of course, some people are going to be unhappy with some decisions that are made, but I'm pretty sure like Sam Whitwer said in like one of his um, interviews or perhaps he was in a podcast or something, but he's like, it's very uh, easy to critique a finished product, you know? And a lot right. of people like to do that. They like to say, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. And I'm like, 
ultimately you're not the one building the entire movie and building upon the universe. You're a fan, you know? So Right. That and the no, fact that most fans can't write, but <laughs> they can't even write a comment, much less. <laughs> I had a um in, in high school, I had a um teacher who I, I, I was really close with, and I just asked her how does she grade all these papers and whatnot. And she just told me about like all the grammatical errors and just said that just a bottle of wine every now and again or a glass <laughs> of wine every now and again. And after reading some of my comments, I totally get it. <laughs> Your comments have been wild lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of weird, especially the weird Mace Windu hate. I don't, I don't Mace Windu, it. people thirsting I, over I, Oh, yeah. That's how- <laughs> It was so weird. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, people are people love Palpatine's feet, um, Palpa feet, as as we call them. Uh, Palpatoes. That's what once somebody called him in what? my comments. Palpatoes. It was so wrong. How is this even coming up in conversation? I don't. I, don't I said. I, I, I said Palpatine has has one of the greatest feet, as an achievement, as set. As right. set. And people thought I said F E E T. And just rolled with it, uh, and I've been regretting it ever since. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, we, we don't we don't shame here, but uh, if I mean, if that's you, then you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, how did how, how did how did we even get there? <laughs> no, I, I I love it. Um, I mean, uh, speaking of which, you know, we also have that faction, the Sith, and I think we need some more Sith stories. You know, I think. We are severely lacking that here in uh, in canon. Yeah, acolyte. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it should still be coming out. Yeah, the acolyte will probably cover uh, cover a lot of that. I would imagine that's a live action show, right? Yes, I believe so. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Leslie Headland, yeah. a lot there. <laughs> yeah, I proposed my idea um, to you a while ago about um, a Darth Bane trilogy either movies or possibly a television show i mean like they already his character is canon because he's mentioned in the clone wars but none of his Mm -hmm. backstory or anything about darth xana is canon and i would just i would love for that story to be on the big screen he is he's my favorite sith lord (laughs) he's so (laughs) cool you i would love and it, it goes i mean it's it's along the same vein uh but I feel like you know we have we have the main books which are fantastic. Um, even if you haven't started reading anything from the expanded universe, uh, that, that's a great place to start, in, in my opinion. Um, but if we could tell roughly the same story, but have it be Zana's book, um, and have it extend after the end where, you know, she has uh, Cogniz and is, is training her and, and all that stuff. I don't know. I think we could get to some re- really interesting. Plus she was into like Sith sorcery and like, we can yeah. get to some, some weird stuff and Star Wars is awesome really when good. it's weird. There's so much potential. I feel like at the end of that trilogy, like I love the Bane trilogy and I'm totally like on board with like, I want live action Bane trilogy. Um, I agree. I would like it to be more like Bane is the backstory for like the vehicle for Xana as the main in that trilogy. Um, But I, yeah, it's what happens after that. We just don't have at all that I'm super interested in. And, and this is coming from someone who is like, could care less about the Sith 
until I read the Bane trilogy. I was like, mm-hmm. eh. Because again, it's the bad guys. I don't care. But Bane trilogy made me interested because it gave these bad guys like a backstory Morph. and a motivation. Like reading the Jedi versus Sith um, comic book series. It's like only like six issues. And seeing Xana as a child and seeing how she went from just, you know, this kid to being Bane's apprentice. Like just that little bit there that had me invested in that character. Like that made me go, okay, I need to know more. That's actually how I ended up reading the Bane trilogy was because I read that comic book and was like, I want to see what happens to her. Um, So um, like, and there's just so much interesting stuff, you know, like the Orbalists on Bane, like there's so many things that I think could be so visually cool. uh, Absolutely. And like, imagine seeing, Xana used to sorcery like she could basically conjure up images of people's worst fear surrounding them so imagine somebody like in a pit of spiders but like it cuts scene and then it's just a person freaking out running around like crazy like invisible bees on them or something like that I'm like I that's all I can imagine it would be so cool but I also have this weird I want um which he's he's not really Sith it's set hearth you know, he was mm. about to be her apprentice for like a second. <laughs> and then he was like, peace out. And takes <laughs> off with his little Sith doohickey and is trying to figure out immortality. I want to know what happens with him because he was very like out for himself. It was like, yeah. mm, Jedi stuff, meh. Sith, okay, yeah, no, I don't really want to listen to anybody. But also I'm super charming and powerful and I just want to sit in my mansion and be cool. And like, I think he probably would have a lot of cool at misadventures and mm-hmm. if he did for really figure out the immortality thing but he's just been trying to skate under the radar all this time it would be so cool to see him go through the star wars timeline and like we see characters that we know from all these other stories that he's basically again like just trying he's, to avoid he's still there. yeah so for anyone in the chat who doesn't know there's a character by the name of set hart um, set heart hearth is it heart or hearth? Uh, I, I, I think, I think. Um, but yeah, basically, former Jedi you know, used to go out on missions in order to find these Sith relics um, and bring them back to the temple because it's it's not safe to have this stuff just chilling around. And he started to use them. He started to you know these items were imbued with power, and he started to get drunk with that power and use it for his own ends and have this, you know, just go out to parties and just get drunk all night and stuff. And he was just, he was an interesting character, super selfish, um, but knew what he was doing. And you can never quite get, you know, put your finger on him. Interesting character. Would love to see more. Uh, would love to see more of him. But no, like you said, that a lot of the bad guys that we have in Star Wars, we either don't get any background on them um, at all. Like Maul shows up, a Phantom Menace. No background, mm-hmm. dead. I mean, he comes back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he got better. Um, he, came back. <laughs> he came back with the spider legs. Um, yeah, those are creepy. <laughs> then we, get the yeah, he was like the like the scorpion king. Um, yeah, exactly. If, uh, <laughs> That's a deep cut. Uh, but you know, we have the same thing with uh, episode two. Duke was there. We don't know. Who, who is he? Where'd he come from? You know, he just shows up. One of the mistakes of the prequels is that Dooku should have been in episode one and he should have 
been a Jedi, and we should have met him at least once talking to Qui-Gon. And because when you meet him in, in episode two, you're, you're right. Who is this guy? Same thing with Grievous. In episode three, I'm like, oh, here's a new bad guy. If the original trilogy didn't do that, you had Vader. You know, but four people, or five. And there six. was no plan. No, well, I know there was no plan. <laughs> I, was I know that. I mean, Luke and I Leia think that would have been I good mean, to um, have uh, what he said have a mention of Dooku in episode one. Um, I recently read uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, so you learn a little bit more. Well, a lot more about Dooku's background and you know how he was basically abandoned on Sereno, how his family didn't want to have anything to do with him, and you kind of find out why he's called Count Dooku. I was always confused watching the prequels, like, why, like, as a kid watching it, I'm like, why is this guy called a Count? And, like, he's an ex-Jedi, but he's also, like, a Sith apprentice thing going on, but, like, why is he a Count Dooku? I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know more of his backstory, and also, the other thing about Dooku, not only was he not in episode one, he was introduced the third act of episode two. So when he, he comes out, I'm like, I'm like, what? Who's this now? It's just, um, yeah. Yeah, there was no. For me, I've always had a um, soft spot for Count Dooku. He's like, probably is like my favorite um, Sith Lord because personally, I like Maul when he's not like a Sith Sith Lord. But, um, mm-hmm. but Dooku is just. I get his motivation. Like out of all the um, Sith Lords, I'd say he has like the probably the most reasonable motive behind becoming a Sith Lord at first, because when he's talking to Obi-Wan and he says, we can destroy the Sith. I'm, I think he believes that at, a, at, at that point that he's actually mm-hmm. doing this to take down the Sith because the Republic is totally corrupt right now. You guys can't see it or better or even worse. You guys are stuck in it and you can't really change anything. Maybe I can change things out here, but with the way the dark side goes, it just corrupts, corrupts, and corrupts until eventually he's totally working with slavers. And I'm like, yeah, no, where where are you going here with this, man? <laughs> yeah, that's what I really liked about Dooku Jedi Lost is that it elaborates on his downfall a bit more because, like he said, he's being introduced in the second movie, and it's just so abrupt. Like, oh yeah, this guy fell from the light side he's a bad guy now and then his reasoning you're kind of like oh yeah i I can see why he would do that but also in uh dooku jedi lost it kind of delves into his relationship that he had with his sister that he had to keep secret from the jedi and all of this stuff interesting yeah uh early on in his life uh the jedi went on a field trip (laughs) <laughs> to, to Sereno, <laughs> and he runs into his his biological sister, and they they reconnect and try to hold that connection throughout his time being a Jedi. It's uh, it's a really fascinating read. So if you if you read that and then follow that up with Master and Apprentice, you get like a great uh, a great picture because I mean, Master and Apprentice, you get Qui Gon and um, Dooku's Padawan Rail Avaros who was a Padawan mm-hmm. beforehand, and both of them are really bummed that uh, that Dooku's left the Order and all this stuff. But you get some some tidbits on, on his life through that as well. Yeah, in Master and Apprentice, there's sort of like another faction that comes into play, and that's like royalty, you know? Because, um, I don't know, you get to see like Fannery and how her upbringing eventually led to her, 
her radical way of thinking. And I think that that would be pretty interesting to have. I mean, we have, of course, Queen of Adala in the movies, but um, they're not really focused on, they're not the center of the story most of the time. So I think it would be interesting to sort of have a character like Fanry, something like a Game of Thrones sort of thing where you have like a little crazy <laughs> Joffrey going nuts. <laughs> That's That would be awesome. Oh, I would love that. Also, uh, shout out to Daniel Stewart twice. Have y'all read Plagueis? So how surprised were you when you found out Plagueis was alive in episode one? And yes, the Dooku book is solid. Um, and yeah, appreciate it. Audiobook of Dooku Jedi Lost is the best, which is true because it is an audio drama. So it's fully acted cast. You can buy the book, but it reads like a play. So I, I always tell people that. It's weird to read it like a book. <laughs> you you want to you'll definitely want to listen to it. Is that technically I mean, canon? Is that technically canon? Uh, oh yeah, Duke Jedi Lost is canon. Duke Jedi Lost is canon. Yes. Yeah, I've been um, totally meaning to get into that. Um, get into all the audio dramas for that because I really wanted to listen to um, Jedi Lost as well as um, <clears throat> the Quinlan Voss story. Like the name escapes me right now. Uh, Dark Disciple. Yeah, Dark Disciple because. Uh, you know, in a way, it's kind of a when you really think about it, Master and Apprentice, um, Dooku Jedi Lost, and um, Dark Disciple is kind of a Dooku trilogy when you, if you piece it together. True, I didn't think about it like that because I read them, you know, Dark Disciple so much earlier. But r- real quick to, to answer um, Dan Stewart's uh, question, you know, if you read the book Plagueis, which again we know is is, is legends, but in that book, you basically you find out that Plagueis. Um, was around. Like, Plagueis didn't die in that book until the night that Palpatine became the Supreme Chancellor. So Plagueis was around this whole time running the back end of things. Like, he was the uh, he was the guy with the the, the, the green um, visor running the money, you know, with the... <laughs> and it's a, it's a really good book. It's really interesting. Um, unfortunately, it does conflict with canon, quite a few things like on on all the dooku stuff um and on everything political <laughs> politics but it's it is a, a good book let's see here the um, um part or the part sorry to cut you off Draco, but the part about that um about the plague stuff is like i uh, the stuff i enjoyed um is the fact that maul was around when um when maul was palpatine the apprentice during while palpatine was Plagueis' apprentice and i love i love the loophole that Palpatine was able, how he was able to get in Maul. He was like, oh, no, he's not my apprentice. He's just a, an assassin I need for reasons that I'm training <laughs> as a Sith. Not really. Like, totally don't think about it. But it's, yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah, though, because it's it, it kind of comes full circle with, um, I mean, we, we do know that he, he was his, his actual apprentice in, in canon, but it kind of comes full circle with Ventress in the Clone Wars when uh, Palpatine's like, yeah, that... Uh, what, what about that assassin Ventress you got going? <laughs> and, you know, uh, Dooku's like, ah, oh, just just an assassin. Like, don't don't worry about it. He's like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. BS. Cut, cut her loose or I'll kill you both. <laughs> like, but I like how he I like how Dooku talks to the Empress is like she's a value a, a, assassin. And he's like, you know, get rid of her. And right when he says get rid of her, he has no hesitation right after that. He's like, I tried my best, but you know what? Yeah, you're dead to me. I forget. Was, was Ventress in... The uh, the room when no. um, Palpatine no she no, was fighting with Obi Wan and Anakin 
Yeah. She was mm-hmm. mid-fight, and there was she's like, all right, it pull is. me out. And they're like, sorry, we gotta go. Anyways. <laughs> I personally wish he um I really wish he tried not to with um a little bit more with Ventress. Like, because they their relationship is very interesting, and like mm-hmm. like he he tried to um convince Palpatine to just like, yeah, no, she's good, but he wasn't having it. And um like I wish there was a bit of hesitation with um Dooku when when he's talking to Ventress about it because he's lost a lot of Padawans or maybe not a lot but he does go through Padawans quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but when I really think about it um Sidious is kind of um like kind of like Zeus in a way. He um like in like Greek mythology like uh or more like Kronos either way he see he he knows exactly. He remembers what he did to his master, and he's not gonna let Dooku do that to him. He he he, he stops the cycle. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, I do also have to shout out uh, Element Seven. Apparently, he's. I haven't seen it yet because I've been live and talking to you guys. But he did a Padme voiceover challenge um, oh, on TikTok. Fun. Not that so I do. I would still love to see you try. I think he'd be great. <laughs> oh, I. I'm, I would. I don't back down from challenges. I totally am. Don't sell yourself short. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land on a cloud. Uh, however, however that goes. <laughs> That's nice pressure. All right. So um, to jump into kind of the, the last bit, I want to talk about all of these big, uh, like, I guess, governmental factions to see where you guys align, who you think was wrong, who you think was right. Um, so, you know, because, uh, and obviously like the empire is wrong, but, <laughs> but if you think about when, when we, we have, you know, we have, we have the empire, um, we have the, uh, the first order, we have the separatists, um, and on the other side, we have the Republic, the new Republic and, um, and essentially the, the rebels and the, and the resistance, and I'm curious how you guys feel about it because I don't think it's as black and white as a lot of people think. And I think, you know, we might be getting a bit more into this when it comes to Andor. Yeah, because I'm looking forward to that big time. I would like to see them explore both sides in Andor because we don't, we like, they hint at a darker part of the rebellion um, during um, Rogue One. Yeah. It's a way, um, I, I forget that guy's name. Um, the, the, the general who told Cassian to um, just kill Jin's father and not give him any type of General Draven, chance. yeah, him. General Draven, yeah, I think his name was. Yeah, and um, whatnot because like that's that's not like the heroic thing here. You have somebody who wants to give you information. He's like, no, just kill him. Well, Andor shot someone in the back in the start of that movie. Oh yeah, that was think- rough. He was like, it's gonna be okay, buddy. <laughs> oh, it's such a great movie. I love Rogue One so much. But yeah, he's like, I got a broken arm. I can't climb. He's like, it's okay, Pat. It's okay. Let's. This is be nighttime. Night, night. Let's go night, night right now. <laughs> Look at the go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of like just rougher parts that we don't really consider, and and also you know, but we know in the um, the prequels they're going up against the Separatists. Were the Separatists right? So confusing. I say the separate. I mean, they were being manipulated, so it's kind of hard yeah. <laughs> to view them as right. Since, yeah, it is kind of difficult. Um, the- I recently read uh, Lost Stars for the first time, so that was my first book from the point of view of like 
you know, people who weren't very high up in the Empire. And I just thought that that was very interesting. And I would love to see a show or something like that from that point of view, just as that book was, because, you know, it really brings things into perspective of how, you know, there was really a shroud pulled over all of these people's eyes. And the majority did think that the Empire wasn't out to do bad, you know? They thought that they were trying to help and they really were convinced that, you know, the Jedi turned and, you know, tried to kill the Emperor and things like that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I really appreciated that they did with Anakin specifically is when you watch the Clone Wars and see how Anakin treats his enemies, you see you see that that's exactly how he looks at the Jedi at the end. Mm-hmm. His behavior doesn't change. It, it's just that he, he now fully believes that the, um, that the Jedi are the problem, but like that whole arc where he's hunting for Ahsoka and he's starting to get kind of crazy with people. That's, that's what he's doing. That's what he does to, to Obi-Wan. That's what he does to Padme. Yeah. And um, as far as the separatists go, they have a point. There were, there's uh, like the fact the way that the banks were able to just like um, strong arm the republic was just ridiculous. Like it kept it literally kept happening so many times and whatnot. But yeah, no, they're totally being manipulated by two Sith lords and whatnot. But yeah, no, the republic was a failing government and. I totally get why they did what they did, although some of the stuff they pulled was less than savory, I would say, a bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. I would, uh, go ahead. What were we going to say? <laughs> I was going to say there are heroes on both sides. It's just it's really it's really complicated because, again, oh, no, it it and and yeah, I don't. I don't know whose side, like if this was all real, I don't know whose side I would take. Well, obviously the Jedi side, but um, it would be just really, really complicated. And because eventually the Separatists become the Rebel Alliance. So then it's like, wait, I'm rooting for them, right? Um, Which was like a terrible scene that got like cut from Revenge of the Sith, Padme meeting with Separatists, which would make a lot of sense because like I said, the Separatists had a point and yeah, no. So, um, yeah, and like in the Clone Wars, you get introduced to people like Mina Bonteri and stuff like that. And it kind of makes you think like, oh, maybe they aren't all like out to get everyone. They're definitely not evil. It kind of brings that to your attention. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> I think that's why I'm kind of a fan of the Mandalorians. Because at a certain point, they were just like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's all of it. <laughs> They're just like, no, just no. Um, And as much as, you know, like there's part of me that wants to be like, yeah, I'd be a rebel or I'd be part of the resistance. um, There is something about the, you know, it's, it's war, it's Star Wars. It's a war. There's going to be unsavory stuff on both sides. And so, you know, um, I think I probably am, if I was living in that world, I'm probably more of a pacifist. So I could see when the Mandalorians became more of a pacifist group, um, even though it probably seems even a little extreme, you know, what Din with the, what is it? The children of the watch. 
right. you know, how they were very just much in service to others, you know, the way that they approach things. I think that's a faction that's very interesting to me because even though it's an, an extreme thing, it, it's kind of swing, it's swinging the pendulum as far away from doing bad. Not that that's necessarily good because extremes always have an, a problem, but that's very interesting to me. Um, <laughs> the the way that they go about things. And the Mandalorians just are interesting because I feel like it's like the one group where we actually see a little bit more like culture in Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. the yes. art in the background. Yes. There's like the portrait of, um, I think Sabine's mom that looks like a Gustav Klimt painting. And there's an, another portrait that's very obviously, like they were totally like Cubism era art yeah. and yeah. architecture. Even the dark saber is very much based yeah. it's a very <laughs> there, it <laughs> there you go <laughs> like, like the, the aesthetics and the pacifism but also they can fight when they need to and have beskar like it's that, kind of like the best of everything for me <laughs> for yeah. personally the um satine's mandalorian group i um i love the way things look there for the most part but it's just like I'm I'm on the opinion you shouldn't just ignore or shun part of your culture like that, which kind of led to the um, like her downfall in a way. Just if um, I don't th- like the way they exiled their warriors to the moons of Concordia, like uh, I, I don't think that was the best uh, situation because you're not really fixing the problem; you're just putting it under a rug for a minute or two. Which yeah, or like be visible. putting it into a pressure cooker and. <laughs> Right, which is yeah. uh, more what what happened. Uh, Element Seven says, "I like the mural of the Mandalorian Jedi War in in the Lawless, which is funny because he makes all the Jedi look really like caricaturesque. Which is yeah. it's uh it's it's interesting though. Uh, and uh, of uh, Luke's V two saber says, "The war culture is is kind of BS." And that's one of the things I find that's interesting about Mandalorians specifically is they exhibit a lot of qualities of both the Jedi and the Sith at the same time. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's, it's all the cooperation and the camaraderie and the brotherhood, but the, the might makes right um, thing all rolled into one. I think that's why they're a fascinating foil on both sides to them. Which is like, I personally, like if I could have any story, it would be Tar Vizlas because I want to see how he I want to see him trained. I want to see everything because that has some guys be one of the more interesting characters. Like, and the, like, I really don't think people, I don't know if anyone really thinks about this, but he was a Jedi at a point and at a point, Mandalorians hated them. And for him to become the leader of the planet and unite the clans, that says a lot. Like they had to respect him uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I would be interested in seeing parts of his training because I would I would wonder if the Jedi would sort of forbid him to use that part of his culture. I mean, you're supposed to let it go of a lot of those attachments to your culture, to your parents, family, things like that. Um, so I wonder, like, that must have been conflicting for him as a Mandalorian where they use an awful lot of weapons and, you know, those are very important to them. No, totally. And, but um, in... In like old, um, like in the expanded universe, like there were exceptions. Like Kiadi Mundi, I'm not gonna say what he had, but there he was able he to had, keep. 
Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he was able to keep some things from his culture. Or oh, that ah, that came out wrong when I think about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he was down to tame the Sarlacc. It's 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 cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like so, it would be interesting, and like I, I want to see how he got even inducted into the Jedi Order, because that's the, there's a story there, and it's just like how. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, also, I got got a shout out my, my boy Element Seven. He says, "Cough, yeah. cough." Echoes of the past. He has his. Um, is you know uh fanfic that's like post rise of skywalker but it does explore some of those stories uh fully voice acted and all that stuff it's it's uh it's, it's good stuff it's good stuff in there um i don't know there's there's, a, there's so many possibilities and that's what's interesting when we mix those like kind of mix these factions together but i'm curious what are we missing what what type of group needs to be added or represented or or play a bigger role um in star wars i mean for me my the first place my brain goes uh and for some people this book is <laughs> questionable but we have um there was a legends book called the courtship of princess leia um and in this book uh for a political alliance there's, there's this group called the hapes consortium and it's a matriarchal uh matriarchal I can't say that word. I apologize, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's interesting because they actually treat all the men like garbage. It's it's kind of funny, um, but uh, they're trying to marry off the prince to Leia in the story, and it gets questionable because Han sort of kidnaps her uh, to prove you know his <laughs> that they should be together, and then they that's actually the introduction of the Death of Mary witches. Uh, is in that book, which is also another one of those societies. I, and I think having just more groups with cultures that are so far different than what we typically see just throws a lot more, you know, variables into the mix. We get some interesting stories. I wouldn't mind seeing, um, not that we would need like a whole big thing on it, but I kind of want to see more of the Sith Eternal. I kind of want to see the, you know, what led these people to decide to like basically be this cult that follows the Sith and, you know, cause they obviously had a huge impact, but we really don't know anything about them in Rise of Skywalker. I want to see like the progression. How did we get there with this group mm. of people? What made them go? Yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to dedicate my life to. Like, who was recruiting them? How did they come together? How did they find each other? <laughs> um, and because, like, they also, like, you know, Vader obviously turned at the end and, you know, did what was right. And yet they still kind of upheld a lot of, you know, who Vader is. So, like, yeah, I'm just really curious as to, like, how how did they promote themselves to increase their ranks to the point yeah. that they had built up what they had built to, to take care of Palpatine's little fragile feet. Um, and, <laughs> oh. but, um, but yeah, like, I just think that that there's a lot to be explored there. 
Um, which again is surprising that I'd have any interest because the Sith are never that interesting to me, but that part, we don't know anything. And then outside of, I just want regular people too. Like that's true. I want to know about the regular people that all of this, because we're seeing all of the people involved in these wars or trying not, you know, all of these larger groups, but the regular people are the ones that are most affected. Absolutely. That's, (laughs) that was something that I wanted to bring up to just, I think that it's very important to show the side of the story of lay people. And I think that one of the things that I would really like to see in star Wars, although this in it of itself isn't a faction is more alien species. I mean, there are so many Mm -hmm. stories both in Canon and in legends that surround these alien species who have very different culture, um, very different views on the war and um, you know, the Sith, Empire, you know, they may not even have the same name for like the force or something like that. They call it right. something different, like these species like the Killick or, you know, the Yamri that were, you know, ravaging the planet of Kali where General Grievous came from. I think it would be really awesome to have a story on those guys. Yeah, that would be really wasn't, cool. <laughs> wasn't the Martez, wasn't kind of the point of the Martez sisters to be the normal person? Yeah, I, that I, I, I thought that point. that was valuable, and they definitely brought oh, totally. something to the table as far as that. Um, I, I I did like the fact that you know they they were very ignorant in the beginning, and I didn't quite understand it at first, and I was kind of like, oh my god, they're doing the wrong thing over and over again. But then I realized <laughs> right. that's how they can easily show growth in a character is starting off with somebody who's completely ignorant. They weren't seeing all of the things that Ahsoka saw. You know, they right, weren't right, right, in right. on, you know, everything. So, yeah. No, I and agree. Real quick, I got a, a shout out Camilla's uh, podcast, uh, The Beings of the Galaxy. It is about normal people just living their life in Star Wars. Y'all should should check it out. It's everywhere. It's so good. You can find it. Uh, you might hear some familiar voices in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so good. It was in my Spotify, like, top podcasts of the year. Awesome. Um. Yeah. I, oh, one thing that, to kind of kind of go back, we actually have a little bit of an inkling about the Sith Eternal um, that I'm not going to spoil. Um, and it's it's just it's a it's kind of a connection. But when you read the Alphabet Squadron trilogy of books, one of the topics that gets discussed is when Operation Cinder happened and those the red. Palpatine droids came out and ordered people to take place in um, Operation Cinder, which was an awful and atrocious thing. Everyone that got the message did it. And the question is, what's one of the questions they started to have is how did they know who to ask in order? How how do you know that that who you're going to ask is going to be loyal enough in order to do this stuff? And that gets answered in here. And that's the, and as as we find out, it's bits and pieces in multiple, <laughs> multiple books. In the Aftermath trilogy, you kind of find out that that's the people that were found to be worthy of going to the Outer Rim to do something. So there's little bits and pieces out there. Hopefully we can get a, a full-on story. But uh, like Skiva said, um, and I've said this many times, I do want a General Grievous-like. I want to spend time with those people. With, I want to see this warrior culture who's always trying to reach the pinnacle 
of their ability. And then, you know, you fight a Jedi and you're like, I just can't compete. <laughs> and it starts modifying more and more and more to become the greatest warrior. And by the time you look up, you're not even a species anymore. You know, I, I think that could be a fascinating chasing the dragon type thing. It would He's be more machine now than man. <laughs> it would be interesting seeing how um, his people, th- what his people thought of General Grievous, like how they felt about what he was doing and whatnot, if they were still around while he was doing what he was doing. But um, uh, yeah, Operation Cinder is actually really jacked up because <laughs> one of the planets is, uh, no, one of the planets was Naboo. Mm-hmm. He was totally getting ready to wipe out Naboo. But um, and ironically, um, uh, Leia and the current queen in Naboo actually stopped the um, stopped the um, what was going to ready to happen, and they um they actually go into the hangar where Maul fought um Maul fought um Qui Gon and Obi Wan, oh and when Le- when Leia gets in there, she can still feel that cold, that darkness that Darth Maul just left in there, which is just so cool. But um, personally, the um, it's which, a couple groups, what? which I kind of feel may may be the um, a, a retconned answer as to how she remembers her mother is mm. echoes oh, of the past. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. But uh, for me, the, there's a couple groups I would want to see more of. Um, I want to see like um, I want to see what the what happened. I want to see the lost twenty. I want to see um. Oh. Yeah, I want to see what a Jedi Master does after they leave because we like they're obviously honored by the Jedi Order. But what do you do? What do you just watch the galaxy turn out the way it does? Do you become a bounty right. hunter? Do you become a politician? What? As I want to see them as well as Wayseekers because do they just did, did the um, prequel era just stop letting people be Wayseekers or like what? And because I find like if I was a Jedi, ironically with my name, I think I probably uh, would want to be more of a way seeker and less of what the council and everything. Because I like, I really feel the Jedi should be out exploring the galaxy just a bit more than what they were in the prequels. And we're told to get that in the High Republic, but it's just they, I feel they could always do more that way as opposed to being held locked down into like um, one place, which is probably would led to their downfall but um i just have to say thank you because you've inspired what? my next book pitch um what? <laughs> i i need a lucasfilm if you're watching this here's what i need <laughs> 20 chapters that's the last 20 every chapter is one of them each story told from a different perspective so maybe one of them is the jedi going through this thing and realizing something's not for me maybe one of them is uh, a random person on a planet and a Jedi comes to to save them and then they fall in love and that person leaves the order to stay with them. Maybe it's, you know what I mean? Like yes. Yes. you could, yes. you could tell it from so many different perspectives. We have like zero solid Jedi romances that don't end with one of them dying. Like at all. Like none of them. <laughs> but I also, um, the um, uh, oh, I was like, is that is that me? What's happening? Also, one other group was the um, uh, I don't know how to say the, the name, but it was like the 
the people that um that were that followed uh, um the people that followed Padme, the Amidalans, I, I think, the Handmaids? yeah, yeah, the Handmaidens. And the thing oh. is, it's not just the Handmaidens; it's everybody that just knew Padme and like really respected her and whatnot. Like, I want to, I would love to see how see how they feel about everything because I think they would know that the Jedi didn't like. They, they should know something is up with it, like with um, the Jedi being um, um, wiped out the way they were. Yeah. So, uh, read the Vader twenty twenty comic, the first arc. Yeah, we, we I know. get to meet the the Amidalans. It's uh, it's it's handmaidens. It's people that just really loved Padme. You, you yes. may see um, uh, Captain Typho pop up. Um, but uh, Padme influenced and impacted a lot of lives very deeply, and those people loved her so much. And when they found out that she died, they couldn't accept it. They knew something happened. They knew there was some sort of cover-up, and they wanted to know what that was. And there's a whole story there. Read the first arc of Vader 2020 if you want to find it out what a, that is and if you want to be sad. Arc. Oh, all especially seeing this from Vader's perspective because it's just like each time, like this, it's a very depressing time for Darth Vader. And Palpatine is back on his BS. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, absolutely. All right, uh, awesome. I mean, th- thank you guys so much for, for having this, this conversation. I know I, I did a little bit of a different style where I wanted us to be more free form and, and just kind of see and hang out with you guys and hang out with the, the chat. So I, I really appreciate it. Um, as we kind of get towards the end here, uh, I, I want to hear what about your guys' excitement level for, you know, a book of Boba Fett, because that's coming up this month. Also here on the channel, I'm going to start covering all of the um, uh, Boba Fett like comics and stuff, just uh, to show people some of the cool stuff that we've seen him do in both canon and legends, and kind of get everyone, everyone prepared. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, excitement levels. What are you guys expecting? What do you guys want to want to see? Um, and then also, if you can finish up by giving any final thoughts on the conversation, as well as letting us know where we can find you and your amazing content once again. Uh, I'll start this one with uh, with Amber. Also, everyone in the chat, let us know as well <laughs> what, what's got you excited um, as well. But uh, go ahead, Amber. Um, I am more excited for Book of Boba Fett than I thought I was going to be. Um Seeing what they did with him in Mandalorian uh, actually made me interested in the character. I didn't really care about Boba Fett prior to Mandalorian, to be honest. Um, but now I'm a lot more interested, especially the whole dynamic of him, like kind of taking over, taking over in the Hut's place, and of course Fennec. Um, that's that's basically I'm I'm there for Fennec, and then everything else. I have no expectations because I go into all Star Wars media with no expectations. I find that that is always the best way (laughs) because if you're not going, okay, I hope the story goes this way or I hope the story gives me this, um, it's a lot easier to be happy with the content you get even if it's not exactly what you wanted. You can find something to appreciate. Um, So I'm going in with zero expectations, but I'm like probably a seven out of 10 on like excitement for the show. So, uh, and then um, 
close closing thoughts? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. If you have just any other thoughts you want to talk to um, any other random Star Wars thoughts. Um, if anybody knows if there is any additional media that goes with the Vader Immortal VR game, because I played that <laughs> and I am so obsessed with making up a story in my head because I can't find like, did they continue that story somewhere or is there detail? Cause obviously you're playing a video game. So there's only so much story, but it's such good story and it's Canon and Lord Corvax's uh, lightsaber thing is like the coolest lightsaber in the world. That hilt. I am going to figure out how to use the 3d printer that I bought for my husband because I'm going to make that hilt because it's so gorgeous. <laughs> um, and like the Mustafa. Like, I don't think about the fact that there are people that live on that planet when Vader's got his whole little castle there who have to deal with all his mess. So, like, there's so much in that story. If you have not played the game, don't have access to the game, like, go on YouTube and watch the walkthrough of the game because it is, and I generally don't really care that much about Vader, but it, yeah, I've played all three chapters but I need to know, like, I need more story because otherwise <laughs> um, I'm just going to have to start writing it in my head. So um, uh, there kind <laughs> of is, but not, it's not, doesn't tie directly to um, Vader or Mortal, but let's just say that's not his first attempt to um, bring back Padme. And um, like, and um, the, there was a 2018 Vader series, which was really great. It shows how he got his castle, and it shows how Vader really became Darth Vader among the galaxy and whatnot. And we see him get his castle, and it's a big deal. Like he specifically chose Mustafar for a reason to build his castle on. And we see how the people react to um, Vader coming to Mustafar, and it is it does not exactly end well for them. But um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah I'm, um, I I, I want to know more out. about that storyline. Yeah. I don't know if they're ever going to do more with it, but it is um, it's a really interesting it's story, a, and like the bright star and like all of that stuff. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, and where you can find me, um, on TikTok, Amber and Medina. My content is very random. Sometimes I talk about Star Wars. Sometimes I talk about Broadway. Uh, and sometimes I just post fun videos of ducks because I have ducks. And uh, so, you know, like oh, <laughs> I, I do not have a niche. Um, and on Twitter, Amber West. And um, that is also the uh, name that I publish under. Yes. You can also find her in the comment sections dunking on people. It's great. I, tr <laughs> I try to do it with kindness when I can. <laughs> And then for anyone that has not played Vader Immortal um, to the end, let's just say there's a reason that Mustafar looks a little bit nicer in Rogue One and a lot nicer in Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, mysteries abound. Uh, Jedi Always? Um, uh, closing thoughts. Um, I'd say when it comes to most sides of uh, most conflicts in Star Wars, like, we have an obvious bad, um, big bad, but that big bad isn't always just the big bad. Like the Empire was a reactionary reactionary response to the like the catastrophic failure that was the Republic. And I understand why some people really fought for it. Like Moff Gideon's thing is like he really like from what I understand, he really wants to restore order throughout the galaxy. And as as evil as the Empire was. 
it did reestablish order th- for a lot of things and whatnot. Was it totally terrible? Yeah, but <laughs> but still, it 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 fixed some of the bigger flaws of the Republic, I would say. But um, yeah, great conversation overall. Uh, what was it, was it? Was closing thoughts and what else? Uh, excitement level for our book of Boba Fett. Right. Oh, right. And, yeah. and then uh, where we can find you other than at the top of the hashtag Palpa feet. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best act like that just doesn't exist. <laughs> anyway, I'm super, ex- I'm, I'm decently excited for a book of Boba Fett, but like I, um, I know. I'm, he's not my favorite character by any means, but he's. I want to see how. I want to see how he runs his empire. Runs a, like because I don't think a criminal like the underworld is necessarily a bad thing in Star Wars. Because depending on who it's run by, it could be pretty good. Like I mean, the Jedi worked with the Huts. Sure, the Huts are ter- totally terrible, but still, there's a. There's something there, I would say, and I think Boba can make that a lot better because, like the Boba has learned lessons from like, all, like almost every um part of Star Wars when you really think about it. He's learned from the Jedi. He's learned from the Sith in a way. He's learned from the Empire. He's learned from the Republic, and I think, and Mandalore. I think he could really, I think he could really do like if anybody could um have a good criminal empire i think it's fat and i want to see that and i want to see fennec beat the crap out of a couple of people so <laughs> that's a good point i didn't really think about it that way because he does have experience with with jedi and, and hunting yes. them and he's been not, used not, by the sith and he's a yeah, bounty not, hunter but not only hunting not, but not only hunting the jedi just with that conversation he, or when hondo talks some sense into him and he's like it's what your father would have done or it's what your father would have wanted like when he um, tells te- when Hondo tells Boba to tell the Jedi where they're at and whatnot, I think there's definitely a bit of honor honor there, and I I want to see that. Yeah. Random note, Amber, that drinking thing you have is amazing. Um, <laughs> Disney's Robin Hood is one of my all time favorite uh, Disney films. Um, I love it, so I appreciate it. My first crush. Same. It's excellent taste. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, how about you, Lebo? Um, excitement for for Book of Boba. Closing thoughts. I'm we can find super you? excited. If I if I remember correctly, there was really kind of no announcement for it. It was just uh, the after credits of uh, the Mandalorian, and it's kind of like where were you when JFK was shot? I mean, not that I was around either, but I remember where I was when that was announced. It was we were talking about spoilers earlier, and it became a thing that I had to watch the Mandalorian at midnight because I'm like, I can't, I don't want to risk any spoilers. So I remember watching the final episode of the Mandalorian and then, you know, I, I went to start to go to bed and someone said something about those after credit scenes. I'm like, Oh, I totally missed an after credit scene in the Mandalorian. And so I put it back on and, and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and then I couldn't go back to sleep. In fact, I had a video <laughs> conference call with my friends at 1am because I'm like, I don't know what to do in my life right now because what just we had Luke and now we have a, a show. What is and it was Jabba's Palace and you had Bib Fortuna. I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself right now. So I'm super excited for the show. I'm what I'm really interested in seeing, obviously, and I 
if we don't get it, I'd be really disappointed. But a flashback how we got out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, I think we're definitely getting. If you don't do that, then what are we even doing? It's like <laughs> that. That's that's got to be like in there. Um, because, you know, I know that there were comic books and books that are now legends, but we really don't know. And just how it looks so acid washed when um, the Marshall had it, Cobb Vanth had it. So it's going to be really interesting to see. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see Cobb Vanth. It'd be cool to see him mm-hmm. interact with Boba now that Boba has the armor. Um, I, I guarantee you Cobb Vanth's going to be in the show. Uh, at least, again, what are we doing if he's not? I'd be disappointed if we're not. Uh, I always love Slave One. I remember in the episode of the Mandalorian when um, when they did the seismic charge, like I was, again, I was watching it at midnight because <laughs> I didn't want to do any explorers. But when I saw the ties chasing Slave One and I saw Boba pushing switches, I'm like, no, they're not gonna, no. And then you saw the hatch open and I'm like, I was screaming. I'm surprised no one in my house woke up, but I was just like, oh my God, they're doing the seismic charge. Boom. I want to see more seismic charges. Um, I really want to see more Slave One. Uh, for sure, I'm I'm definitely interested in the the Fennec Boba relationship, friendship that they have, um, and just more Boba. Like I said in the original series, he I don't know how many minutes, but he had six lines total. I think in the original series, and I think ten minutes might be pushing it. So it's great to see him. And 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 again, going back to the Mandalorian, like when he even used to need when you saw him just destroying everyone, um, all the the, the Empire. You had the knee darts. We never saw those in use. He had the blaster here. He was just shooting everyone. He used the current uh, so modern cool. day charges. It was just so, it was just so fun. I even made a TikTok about it where um, I think someone says, are you going to bring the cavalry? And then the next line, someone says, I am the cavalry. And I just timed it with the Mandalorian, uh, with Boba Fett, just beating everyone up. It was just so good. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what we get. I don't know if it's just a one season deal or or it's just going to be, I don't know what we're getting. Uh, obviously, I'm more excited to see um, Obi-Wan, but we could talk about that. Uh, as we oh, yeah, we, we, we will. We will be talking yeah, about Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, as far as, uh, and also, I want to say it was such a pleasure being here with the, the four of you. I, I just feel like I'm in a room with, like, s- such knowledgeable Star Wars people, and I'm just like, I thought the movies were pretty. Like, you guys are so <laughs> amazingly knowledgeable. I'm just really happy to be invited to the table, so guys awesome hanging out with you um i follow you all now so yeah i hope to hang out with you guys again especially if anyone's going to celebration i don't know who's going to celebration but definitely oh, wanna yeah. i'll be there for hang sure. out with you guys there um as far it's as where dream. to find me um i have my name here uh for tiktok it's lebo one kenobi all one word and on instagram it's lebo one kenobi with underscores between them and I do mostly Star Wars or nerdy content, Marvel. Sometimes I'll do a TikTok trend just to be fashionable. But, um, yeah, come hang out. Awesome. Always appreciate you, buddy. And uh, real quick, we have, uh, you know, uh, Brooke in the chat just saying Boba. Uh, I think she might uh, explode once the show comes out. I'm, I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to, to having her on for more coverage. Go ahead. I, I didn't say where you where everybody can find me. You can just find me on TikTok and Instagram uh, under the name Jedi Always. I do Star Wars content primarily, slowly branching out to some of my other hobbies, although I can only deal with so much toxicity at once. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, I got John Ski in the chat says it'd be cool to see Cad uh, fight Bobo while he's just I a agree. kid. 
uh, and like have have it echo with like in the past and in the present. That would be cool. Um, yeah. Elements, Element Seven's calling out Brooke just in time for Boba Simp. <laughs> um, Mara J Skywalker, fingers crossed for Django lore and True Mandalorians. And uh, I do want to see him get out of the Sarlacc. Do not make him fall back into the Sarlacc. That's so Please stupid. Don't. And do not make him have a telepathic link where he talks to the Sarlacc. Because that was yeah. weird. Um, yeah, that was the thing that happened in, in Legends. That's the, the second time he got out. Um, I'd love anyways. to see Dengar come back. Oh, Dengar. Dengar. Diaperhead Dengar. Awesome. And uh, General Skivas, last but certainly not least. Um, final thoughts, Boba Excitement, and where we can find you. The excitement in this room is astronomical. <laughs> I am obsessed with Boba Fett. He's been my favorite character since I was a kid. I feel so fortunate that I get to have a whole TV show about my favorite Star Wars character. So I'm just beyond happy. And I have very high hopes for the series. Um, I believe I've heard rumors that it's supposed to be seven episodes long and I expect them all to be amazing i want to see more of fennec shand fighting i mean i feel for me i feel like her fight scenes in the bad batch were way more intense than the ones in the mandalorian so i'd love to see some of that incorporated into um the agents would be so cool and of course i'm hoping for some familiar faces i know some people aren't a huge fan of like nostalgia baiting and stuff like that but i would love to see Cad Bane, Dengar, Bosk, maybe. I, I don't know who, who could, you know, some of his bounty hunter buddies. And I'm very excited to see what he'll do with his newfound hut empire. And um, yeah, I'm super stoked about it. Awesome. I, I love it. And um, yeah, any final thoughts and uh, where we can find you and your awesome content? I've been following Skeevis for a very long time. Uh, y'all, y'all need to. Uh, but yeah, where, where can we find you and any final thoughts? So um, you can find me on TikTok. I'm primarily on TikTok. I am trying to post on Instagram more and I kind of have a YouTube channel in the works. I'm not sure how long it'll take for me to do that. But yeah, I, I would like to focus more on content creation on YouTube eventually so I can have longer videos. But um, yeah, um, final thoughts. I'm, I, I'm very happy to have talk to you guys today i was happy to chat star wars with all of you and uh i will be promptly following all of you after (laughs) and um yeah thank you so much for having me on i appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much for coming on thank you everyone that's hanging out here in the chat uh we got uh daniel stewart x-core gamer skills the other half of the conspiracy cantina um we got brooke uh, B Dazzler, if you want awesome Star Wars stuff, she has an Etsy store uh, called Far Far Away Factory. Amazing stuff there. Uh, we got Johnski in the chat, Element Seven, Mari J Skywalker. Um, I don't know if uh, Camilla's still here. Julia Christine and uh, Dadalorian stopped by. Um, man, just stacked. You know, Cat Lady was here. Don't know if she still is. Awesome. I love this community and, you know, we're going to have all of you guys back on. Um, Oh, and x just says, gentle reminder that Conspiracy Cantina is moving to Fridays. Uh, So what I said about Tuesdays is wrong. (laughs) So they're moving every other other Friday. Um, So that is 
Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, oh, sorry, one last shout out. I know I said this at the beginning, but for anyone that's listening on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just any of the audio only, I want to say thank you guys so much because I didn't, I upload it and it wasn't till I've been seeing people talk about it being like a really, like they actually listen to a lot of the episodes and I super appreciate it. I'm going to say thank you to to those people and I'll make sure to take better care of you and give you guys more prompt uploads. So I, I apologize. I get behind. That being said, um, yeah, everyone have a great night and may the force be with you 